Good Wednesday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. We're live on every social media platform known to mankind on a show today that's presented by Ross Mortgage and our good buddy Scott Morris. Scott Morris and Ross Mortgage will help you get to the finish line, guys. If you're buying a vacation home, if you're buying a personal residence, an investment property, are looking to refinance a loan product. Scott Morris and Ross Mortgage. Judah Wickhauer is our director. He should get applauded and accoladed for what he does every single day, mainly dealing with my neurotic, crazy personality and temperament, such is the life of a small business owner, I suppose. Keith Smith, speaking of crazy, neurotic temperaments, is in-house here. The first zing has already happened. It's a very distinguished neurosis. I know. It is. That's why we love him. That's why we love him. We do genuinely very much love him. You yeah, know what, yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's the star of the show. His website, Real Talk with Keith Smith. How are you, my friend? I, you know, this is show 424. I don't think I've ever sat in this seat before. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, when you reach a certain age... You don't like change. You don't like it. it well, it's not that you don't like change. It take, change just kind of takes a little bit longer to get, get, get used to. But I'm excited about today because those who watch the show know that I'm a recovering developer and builder. Um, I like to say that I'm on my 10th step of my 12-step recovery program. But in reality, I'm probably at my first step. I haven't recognized that I have a problem yet. But I'm going to hand it off to the fine gentleman to my left and let them introduce our fine guests for today, and then well, we move on from there. Thank you. We've got uh, DJ and Angela Moberly from Culpepper and Inspired Homes. Uh, and if you guys would, tell us a little bit uh, about yourselves. You going first? <laughs> or me? You go first. Give me go first. Okay. I'm DJ Moberly, owner-builder, Inspired Home Building. Second generation builder. My dad was a builder out of Culpeper for over 30 years. I still maintains his license. He's currently residing in Des Moines. Talk to him on a daily basis. Uh, that's a nutshell. And I'm Angela, the other half or better half, I guess, depending on better who you talk. Much better so, half. half. Um, <laughs> and I am uh, known as the bully. Uh, of the business, so I don't really know. I guess that depends also who you talk to, but um, I don't think I'm that mean. Um. What's the bully of the business do? Whatever's needed. I love that. I absolutely love that. So uh, my wife and I have been married for 37 years, and we work together every day for 37 years. So let's start off with that. What is that like working together as a couple? I know what it's like for us, uh-huh. and it's funny you mentioned this bully thing. We do good cop, bad cop all the time. I've seen it. <laughs> He's seen it. Firsthand has seen it, and he never really knows which bad, which one is bad cop or good cop until it shows up. So yeah. what's it like working together as a couple? Do you want to go? Or you yeah, want... I mean, I think Stabbing This is your opportunity to get it. She'll tell you after Valentine's Day, you got to get this <laughs> yeah. one right. Oh, yeah. No, you no. know, honestly, like, so we have developed a rhythm. We've been married for 18 years, so we have really developed a rhythm. You think, you see all these shows where you have the husband and wife and you see a lot of conflict. We don't have that much conflict. We have some, some. conflict. But I feel like it's pretty minimal. Yeah. Uh, most recently, she had wanted me to build some a barn door for a project we're working on, and she gave me a picture of the barn door. And I thought I did a fine job, but it wasn't at all good enough. You guys enough. do a so lot of barn doors. We do. That's kind of one of our things. Okay. So yeah, yeah we make yeah. custom barn doors. Yeah. And so uh, she's like, no, I want you to basically rip it apart and build it back again. And I wasn't too happy about that at first, but it is nicer now. Yeah. I think, um, Keith, kind of like what you were saying, <clears throat> it's learning how to communicate, right? Sure. And that can carry over even with like our more custom clients. So you're learning... 
with us, we've had the privilege of being married and working, so you learn how to better communicate. And so sometimes your, you know, short phrases is interpreted certain ways and, um, like, picking out products or whatever. For the most part, there's a lot of trust. So um, that that can be good and bad, I guess, when, when it comes to being the bully because um, there's no it. filter. And so sometimes, you know... Communicating can be nuanced, but um, I think we do well. I think we yeah. do well. Part and of this, too, we, we kind of have our own little wheelhouse. We've figured out, like, so she has her things that she does, and I have my things that mm-hmm. I do, and so that helps a lot. We also have to give a shout-out to our team, which is why we're here, because we are a small builder. We're not a production builder. Um, so we have our, um, you know, our our family of staff that are running the show right now and um, Brittany Emerson is our project and sales manager and so she's you know part of why we're so successful and also Drew Paul Hamas who um, helps you know keep all of the subs and stuff in line and yeah he does our superintendent and then also our our great family of subs you know uh, Keith I know you can relate to that like that so, so, so that you know the gentleman to my left actually used to work for me. Get wait, out of here. Wait, let, let's, let, let me rephrase that. I paid him. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Whether or not he was working. I collected a check. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And here you guys are. That's a yeah. true testament. And they still yes. sit next to each other. Yeah, I know. I right, love that. Right. Yeah. Because it can kind of go both ways. You know, like it, it could be a, I never want to see your face again. Don't ever come. Nah, come no. I've, got, I've got somebody else from that time who's on my, like, uh, my, my, we have, we have a lunch scheduled every Wednesday. He also, he owns and operates a very successful high-end renovation company here in Charlottesville. And, uh, he he continued work on that path, and uh, I, I decided that uh, I, I was in it more for the destruction, not construction. So uh, we uh, I, I found day, something else to demo do. Demo day, and now yes. you're crushing it. Yeah, the branch the branch manager guys so. of Ross Mortgage. Uh, all awesome. right, put this in perspective, and guys, we'll talk markets here. But put in perspective um, a little bit more about the business. How many units a year? How many houses a year? Um, walk us through how you manage the pandemic. Uh-huh. How you manage the volatility of cost of goods, labor shortages, yeah. all lumber. that. Lumber. lumber. I mean, yeah. show us yours on all those topics, anywhere yeah. you want to go. So I need to make a list of all the things. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Henry, what was the first thing that you said? Well, how, how many units a year? Yeah, so how many? So right. So we, we crossed the finish line last year in the calendar year of 10 units last mm-hmm. year. That's fantastic. That's good. And then so uh, we've got about a dozen projects in the pipeline right now, mm-hmm. including a very large condo, large for us, probably not yes. large. Some yeah, people. yeah. But we've got a multi, 29, we have our first condo project in the pipeline now. Also. That's awesome. So you count that condo project as one? Yes. That's one. Yes. That, that's a huge project. Yeah. yeah. 29 condos. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank that's you so much. Huge. Appreciate Thanks. that. That is huge. Thanks. So that's kind of the size uh, of, of, of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not small, not big, somewhere in between. How do you characterize the last few years? Well, you know, it was wild, right? So um, we had. Chaos. <clears throat> Yeah, so, <laughs> serenity so, now. Yeah, serenity now. It was real wild, you know. It's, when the pandemic first hit, we had a couple projects that we had just put out as spec homes. Some of what we do is spec building, of course, which spec is short for speculation, which mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know what that means. They just think spec is a dirty word in real estate mm-hmm. that means there are bad people out there doing bad things, which is not at all what it is. It means you're building something completely, listing it for sale, speculating as to what the market wants to pay for that. I, anyways, so some of what we do is that, probably about 10%, 20%. So we had some spec homes we had released the market right before the pandemic came in, and then, of course, everything came to a complete screeching halt at first. 
And, like and you guys so remember like, when people didn't want to do showings. Yeah. That that's when we listed these two properties, and, and so we're there like, we typically are all in. So we yeah. we take everything and risk but, it. You but know? that was a very much we talked about it on the show quite a bit. That was a pretty sharp V, right? It yeah. started, went to the yep. bottom, and shot right yep. back, yep. right back up. Yep. So that's what happened. So at first we were like, oh no, are we? You know, are we down for the count? What's going to happen? And then the next thing you know, it came in gangbusters, and then it was just complete madness of you know for a couple of years of trying to stay ahead of it, trying to get what you need, trying to be able to, you know, keep customers happy. Obviously one of the biggest struggles was just dealing with the cost increases that were mm -hmm. happening because I would say, you know, and you can tell me what you think, but probably some of the most incredible cost increases that the industry has seen mm -hmm. in a certain period of time that were experienced. There was a 20% cost increase that was happening. So uh, for a builder who does a lot of fixed fee builds, which is what we do, you can imagine the uh, complexities that came along. Yeah. So, so you don't have an escalation clause in your contract? Well, well you do now. You know, but you do now. Yeah. So, you know, that's a really gray area, right? Figure out, figuring out how you're going to do an escalation clause with clients, because part of it is, um, part of what we want to do with our clients is create what we call a safe contract for them. You know, we want happy customers at the end of, of you know of the construction process, and it, and if you beat them up with price stuff, um, you know, you're not going to have that. But then the other part of it is uh, you also, you also you gotta, have to have a company. You have to make a help. living. Yeah, if you don't yeah, make right. a living, literally, the builders don't make a living. No more houses get built, right? Yeah, so sure. uh, so trying to figure out the, uh, the in-between. And, 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 and it's, it's a delicate thing. I've, again, I come from this world, yeah. and I've been excited about today because I can get to geek out a little bit on, <laughs> on, on new construction. But it's a double-edged sword, right? Because, yes, you don't want to kind of nickel and dime the client to death. But on the other hand, they want you to show up a year after they finish yes. the home to go ahead and do yeah, the yeah, punch yeah. list. Right, so right, right. so there's, a, there's a delicate balance mm -hmm. there that you have to navigate yeah. through it. So talk about, talk about your sales process, right? I'm, I'm a real estate agent. I'm not allowed to say the word realtor because I can't say it because I'm a Yankee. And you I, did a pretty good job I, right That there. was pretty good. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, you threw, a, you threw yeah. an extra uh, I, I'm there, getting but. all the positive vibes. Was it Pam vibe. Dent or Donna Patton? That was giving me a hard time. That Donna Patton. No, that would, so my wife, Mrs. Smith, Yona, beats that into on, on a daily basis. Yeah. Bring we'll have to have her on. Well, I, well, no. She's not coming. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't want to come. No. Yeah. I could learn no. from her. Yeah, yeah. I Co could learn. No. Commit, no. commit no. Yona no. to a show no. now no. Uh, no. on air. CC, real talk, Keith Smith. Yeah. I can do it. Because I'll sit there, you'll sit there, she will sit there, and between Jerry and you two, I will have a <laughs> oh, okay. On okay. that end of it. I got but you. talk about your process, right? I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. I've got a I've got a client that wants to do a custom build because that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have a piece of land. Mm -hmm. What What's my next step with you guys? Or let's say they do have a piece of land. Okay. So the, what is the, the the two differences between someone who comes to you with nothing but an idea and then someone who says, "Hey, I've got uh, five acres of property. What does this look like um, moving forward?" Mm -hmm. Sure. So one of the unique things about us as a builder is we say, hey, we're kind of an in-between the production builder and the 100% full custom. So we've coined a phrase that we call uh, hybrid custom building, which is similar to maybe semi-custom. So our approach is a little bit different from a lot of the people that you see out there. You have you know, the full production builders, which typically they're mass producing. They'll give people maybe a few options at the end when they're about to wrap things up and get them in there. And they can make you know very limited choices. And then the, on the other end, you have 100% full custom. So 100% full custom is obviously 
oftentimes you have a kind of a loose fitting contract, maybe it's cost plus, and you make you know, some de decisions in advance, you get your blueprints, but you maybe don't nail down your specifications completely. Maybe there's lots of things that you're deciding to choose as you go. Mm -hmm. um, and then what'll happen obviously, you know, when you have that is that a builder needs to know by the end of the day on Monday what type of windows and their clients are at work and everybody's stressed out. So it's just a very stressful situation. So we said, what's the best of both worlds? So what we try to do is nail down in advance specifications, use our model homes as templates, work with our clients to modify them, figure out something that, that'll work. Part of our process is, you know, the, one of the most complicated things for people is figuring out, can I afford this? What, what can I afford? And so um, on our website, inspiredhomebuilding.com, we have a standard package and we say, hey, for this standard package, we have a standard market rate. We reserve the right to change that based on changes in the marketplace. Right. But come that to 20 us. 20% you've been talking right? about. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. come to us and we can say what that is now. And so what we've done is kind of developed a per square foot price for our model homes between 1,600 and 2,500 square feet and say, this is our price for this package for these, you know, for these homes in this size. Mm -hmm. And then we can work and make reasonable modifications to you, you know, with you, depending on what you're looking for. And then, and so what happens then, now you have, you know, you have some pricing information you can work with. Now you can look at the market, you can get your Zillow app out on your phone, you can, you know, get your, your realtor that you trust involved, and you can, you can go out and start, you know, hunting uh, for land that makes sense to put your numbers together. So let's say you went to Scott and said, hey, Scott, what can I get pre-approved for for new construction? You know, Scott's mm -hmm. going to be able to work up what your, what your all-in budget is and now you've got numbers from us that you can work with and now you can Zillow app and see what land is available where maybe maybe your dream is to have 10 15 acres out of Madison County Virginia or you can have a farmette and you can have some chickens um, and you can because you know, the cost of eggs right because the cost of eggs <laughs> yeah. and so you know you want some goats whatever you want and now you can say hey now your dream of having something like that you have numbers that you can work with um, and so that's kind of the approach we have. So I've been doing this for three and a half decades. That's probably the best explanation I've ever yeah. heard for Aww. that line of work. That was fantastic. That, I was I, literally I just going to say that. I, I, that was outstanding. Thank you so much. That was succinct and very clear, and I, I have to give them props as well. I thought and that was absolutely fantastic. So often I have people who jump into the process who have no idea uh, where, where to begin and where to start, and uh, they have a much more custom idea of what they want. Um, and then when you ask questions like, well, have you spoken to an architect? Um, mm -hmm. Do you have uh, a builder who's built a house uh, similar to what you're describing? Uh, because if you haven't, don't have plans, and no one, you know, you're, at, you're describing this very fanciful thing to me with an art studio upstairs of a, you know, whatever, of your, of your yoga place. And, uh, like, is who's, who's accounting for this? Like, Scott has chickens. The waste and trying to, uh, like, come up with Are what you're doing. A lot of times they just don't. So what I like to do is direct them to a builder uh, and say, hey, please go look at this website. Look at what these houses look like and see if that's comparable to what you're trying to do so we can get an idea of how to help you to begin with. Right. But, but the approach that you're taking, again, just geeking out on it, where, hey, this is our floor plan. We're allowed to modify it a little mm -hmm. bit. I'm assuming you've got some in-house drafting capabilities. We do. We have a fantastic uh, third-party drafter named Design Options and Culpepper. Mm -hmm. It's no secret. It. They have all of our files on hand. We have a close partnership with them. One of the special things is they're willing to modify our plans on an hourly basis. You can see their pricing on their website, but when they, they when they work with us with our plans, it's hourly. So typically, minor modifications around 500 bucks 
full modified plan, maybe a thousand ish. Yeah. And that's for building office ready blueprints. A lot of people see plans online for 700 bucks and don't realize they will never get through the Culpeper County building yeah, yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. They're a great picture, yeah. right. but that's about it. Right. Yeah, that's, and then you have to take those and, yeah. and get them redrawn. And so that's an investment, yeah. and that's a huge part. And that's kind of like what we <clears> wanted to. <throat> not that we had an agenda, but kind of educate all the viewers because we get so many times where people have this, you know, their dream. And it's not that we want to squelch your dream. We just... It's the opposite of that. Yeah. Right. We want you to get there. We want you to get to that finish line. Um, and But the thing is, the, it's the bad B word, and that's budget. Budget right. word. You know, yeah. we all have the budget, yeah, I you were right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or builder, you know, yeah. whatever. But but you're 100% right. It, it's particularly from somebody on my side of the table who's the, on the real estate side. And I'm a bit of a unique animal because I understand yes. both worlds uh, on it. Uh, but to have a basic layout, to, okay, now let's go look for the lot. Mm -hmm. Now, in our marketplace, that's a little difficult. In your marketplace, right. is finding lots easy, hard? Not right now. It's never easy to find the land. That's one of the biggest challenges, no question about it. But so what, what we try to do is, and we tell people, like, we can't come out and visit every every lot with you that sure maybe you can you're the realtor no 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 but he's about like DJ we're going to kick you off the show but what we do is instead uh, Jake McNamara just raised his hand and he said I can yeah, I can yeah, he just literally put in the feed right here yeah. Jake's hustle and business in the feed Rachel uh, Rachel Schultz has given you some props as well guys oh well not yeah. to mention the unique problems that uh, people don't see when they start picking out land like mm -hmm. let's say they, they've picked out land uh, but it's at the back of uh, an existing mm -hmm. uh, private road so then uh, in order to add, do whatever they want to do uh, to make it work they have to then get that entrance up to uh, current DOT standards to where then they must have uh, breaking distance and line of sight and all of these things to where they, they could find a property that they maybe think works, but then all of a sudden their expenses start to balloon again and we're back to a budget right. problem. Well, yeah. just like the length of your driveway or if there's any Running water. Power. Exactly, right. power. Which oh. is getting more expensive. It uh, is. Right behind electric distance yes. So yes. one of the things I've always recommend to clients, um, and I'm actually helping two custom clients at the moment, one of them bought the lot on their own without you know, using a real mm -hmm. estate agent. The other one, we're working on a land contract first. The first one didn't do a study period. Oh. We're doing a study period. The other one, and we're finding out on the first one, they, retaining walls are a problem. Site yeah. conditions are a problem right. on that end of it. And the budget's just getting way out of line. So one of the things we always recommend is, you know, kind of work a little bit in tandem with the builder, yeah. right, is to do a land contract, put a study period in it, 30 days, say, okay, let's figure out if this is going to work, mm -hmm. right, before we start buying land, and then all of a sudden, you now need to figure out how to put a house on yeah. this land, and then you have the B word show up, and people's head go, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. They used to have hair, and then they don't have hair, you know, that kind of thing. It's yeah. all the things yeah. that people can't see or don't yeah. know to ask that can become problems, exactly. and that's the whole purpose of having trusted advisors. To exactly. well, why don't we do this, and we'll cut this into what we call a sizzle reel, a shorter clip from the show to educate the audience. Uh -huh. how, do, how does this supply chain work together? Realtor, financing, mm -hmm. hybrid, custom builder. Sure. Like, give us the timeline of what, what, what goes down. Maybe we start with you guys, then Scott and Keith, and we'll cut this into a clip um, later today. Give us the timeline. 
So 100%, the first thing every time is, is to learn your buying power. Start with Scott. You have mm -hmm. to go to Scott, number one. You've got to figure out what your buying power is because if you don't know what your buying power is, you're just wasting your time. Yeah. So start with that. And then I think it's also important to talk to your builder. Secondly, to figure out kind of what building numbers roundabout should look like. And now you can talk to your realtor and start looking for hunting for land. I mean, that'd be yeah. Money. And we encourage, um, we encourage everyone that comes to us to shop. Because it's just like, I know we joke about marriage, but not every relationship is meant to be together. And um, different there's different styles of building. There's different, um, you know, relationships. And so really, you know, not just look at the, the financial component, what while that is important, but also is, is this, do you see this as a starter home? Do you see this as, as your forever home? And those sorts of questions that are like, you know what, I, I want to live in this home for at least 15 years and I want to be able to have these customizations versus maybe I want a production builder and just want to change my wall color or you know those sorts of things because um, that's that's about our clients we're serving our clients in that way and obviously involving a real estate agent is important in the dynamic of the relationship as well and you guys are great for kind of like smoothing out any bumps in the road and maintaining that um, dipl diplomatic relationship amongst Lots of emotions. It's an emotional and huge investment. And Some recognizing that, yeah, and there's lots of feels, lots of feels um, along the way. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it starts, uh, it starts with the emotion of what does your plan look like? And they, when they realize that maybe they don't have a plan, they just have an idea. Um, how have rates affected uh, what they, you can afford versus what you thought you could afford prior uh, two years ago? Um, so all these things uh, take effect when helping them make a decision. And the first thing that we're going to do is create a budget based off what you actually qualify for, where you want your monthly payment to be, um, and then what sort of number that equates to in the type of house that you want. So um, while, while I might not encourage them to shop, I want, want to say then, uh, have you taken a look at uh, their, their existing floor plans without making any changes in order to help get you into the number if you like what the, the product that they create? Um, and, and that to me is the ultimate goal is to, if, if what they want is to be in an inspired home's home or whomever uh, the builder or referral source is, have we explored all the options to make sure that they don't have something else that can solve this problem for you? So I'm going to condense all that into a little, a, one quick little soundbite here. Um, DJ, spot on. First, figure out what you can afford, mm -hmm. without a doubt. Otherwise, you know, we're, we're, we're not setting the proper expectations across the board. Angela is 100% right. I, well, I always counsel folks on new construction that, you know, at the end of the day, with all due respect, Inspire, whoever your mm -hmm. competition, you're kind of going to build the same thing at the yeah. round, the same price. Right. Relationships matter. Mm -hmm. It's the relationship that matters mm -hmm. that, that when there is something that goes sideways, whatever that might be, right. Scott's around to help, your team's around yep. to help, my team's mm -hmm. around, around to help to, to put together the trusted advisors to get you to the finish end. And more importantly, we're all going to be here after the closing. Right. We're all going to be after you move in to help you when the toilet doesn't quite flush right or there's a little <laughs> issue and we usually get the call first. Say, did you call Inspire? No, uh -huh. but what should I do? Well, let's call Inspire uh -huh. first uh -huh. and follow their processes uh -huh. and then move forward. Uh -huh. But you guys are spot on. Figure out what you, what you can afford realistically and then establish the right relationships. Yep. Then after that, everything will fall yep. in place. Yep. 
Uh, Christine Hutzel, giving you guys some props. Oh, Nate Clancy, Christine. welcome to the program. <laughs> um, you got uh, Marty Walters, giving you guys some props right now. Nice. I see Madison Culpepper, much of Northern Virginia, Richmond, Lynchburg, Southwestern Virginia on the feed, Waynesboro on the feed. Um, guys, put in perspective um, the Culpepper and the Madison markets. I mean, it sounds like you guys are booming. Um, are the affordability issues that are undoubtedly strapping? Charlottesville and Almaro County, are they tailwinds and positive momentum for Culpeper and Madison? Is that what we're seeing here? Culpeper's a growing area. I mean, what it is, I think a lot of, you know, there's no Virginia sprawl undoubtedly happening. People mm-hmm. are looking at, you know, do I want to stay in Alexandria in this mess or find something a little bit better where I can commute or telework? And Culpeper has been a great spot for that. Culpeper is uh, rated nationally as one of the the best small towns in the country. So, you know, people, are, the interest in Culpeper just seems to only increase. So yeah. I think it's on fire. Yeah. I, there is, there's challenges with, you know, helping clients find land. And that's part of the, the emotional com- component with building, especially clients that want to see this as kind of more of a forever move or at least long-term move. Um, so the demographic that we seem to capture is actually kind of our demographic. So, you know, families that have children um, and, you know, maybe looking to, to stay there for a good 10 years Or downsizers, a lot of Yeah, and, and, and also, two downsizers, the, the flip of that. So the retiree age, and they want all one living. And well, you're looking at me when you're saying <laughs> Downsize, you don't need all those extra rooms anymore. Um, Amen to that. But, uh, you know, with Culpepper particularly, the, the price of land is really I, the, I just, the hardest. Just as you guys were talking, I just pulled up on the MLS yeah. what's available in Culpepper. Yeah. Uh, and it's really all over the map. It ranges from, from you know, 128 acres for half a million dollars, mm-hmm. all the way all over. But but a five to ten acre lot, what is that going to cost me? You think in the Culpeper? Buck twenty five. One hundred twenty five. Yep. Yep. For a five acre lot. Yep. yep. Wow. Yep. Ish, depending on exactly. Ish. Yeah. All the yeah. 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 And five acres in Amara County, Keith. Anyone look? I mean, what do you, <laughs> you sniffing a million, depending uh, on where it's at? Uh, you know, um, we'll find out because we'll let this tell us. But it's <laughs> yeah. not one hundred twenty-five thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Like I can, I can um, assure you that. And so, and you know, Culpepper, as far as the the zoning regulations, you know, that they may be looking at some of those adjustments to kind of accommodate the supply, but we're not sure at at this point. Culpepper's. Um, you know, requirements for like road frontage and things like that when it's zoned agriculture. That is um, huge regarding whether or not um, you can build a, a house on it and what the, the, the cost would be. Um, so, yeah. If I may add, just circle back around just for a second, too. So, something Keith was talking about when it comes to land, this is really important because people are, they're, they're intimidated by the whole trying to find land thing. So what I encourage everybody to do is look at it as an adventure and really treat it as an adventure. You know, get the Zillow app on your phone, see what's available in your price range. It seems to make sense and get out there and, you know, from the road, you know, whether or not you decide to trespass, I don't know that, no. But, I mean, people we, that are... We se- do not. We do not encourage trespass. Not, but pe- people that are selling land, I've yet to hear anyone say, get off my property. So, right. uh, But that said, this is really helpful. So there's a lady in yeah. Rixieville? No, not Rixieville. Um, behind Riva uh, that had, uh, had some land, and I drove back there. This is probably five, seven years ago. And literally... 
pull, when pulling out of the driveway was like tailgated all the way to Riva Market uh, and like screaming about like driving down her driveway. Oh wow! Uh, and I was like. I was like, well, you kind of made it. Yeah, exactly. You made the decision that I would not buy this and make you my neighbor. <laughs> even though, and and if she was yeah. the one dividing the land to, right. to sell. Oh, yeah. There's some uh, rural areas around here where I keep my mouth shut. Because okay. as soon as my Yankee accent comes out, <laughs> I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. Uh, two, about 250 is what, wow. about 5 to 10 acres. Yeah. Wow, really? if, you, if you can even find it. Is that right? 250? Yeah. Whereabouts in Elmore is that? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Are you talking Esmont? Uh, talking where my accent won't, <laughs> won't let me go. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. You know, that kind of yeah. Nelson County, Schuyler. And it's, okay, but not Elmore County. No, this is Elmore. Schuyler is in, part of Schuyler is in, in Elmore. In Elmore County, part of it. Okay, okay. So. okay. Um, family giving you some props here. Carlene, um, giving you some love. Is that your mom? That's my grandmother. Your grandma, she's yeah. watching and giving you some props as we speak. Um, Jamie Turner's watching the show. He lives in Culpeper. Mm-hmm. He says, um, their houses, Scott, Jerry, and Keith, literally break the internet when they <laughs> drop the pics. You guys have a good one on the show with these two. Thank you, Jamie Turner, for giving uh, props. You guys know Jamie Turner? He's giving you guys some props. Thank you so much. Um, Some more questions are coming in here. We didn't get to um, how volatile cost of goods got during the pandemic. Multiple folks are asking about that Mm -hmm. and how you navigated that song and dance. I mean, the lumber was obscenely out of control. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I lost a lot of money on lumber because <laughs> I didn't have an escalation clause. We have included since then an escalation clause for lumber alone. We'll say, yeah. hey, this is a lumber package in our, in our contract that we believe uh, is a safe number. Uh, it's really safe right now because lumber's dipped way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we say this is just so we can stay in business number. But it goes two ways, though. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that's yeah. something to get, to get out right. with yeah. that. And, right. and, you know, back in the day when I was building, drywall was the big thing that uh-huh. was going up and down. And you would put an escalation clause and say, okay, here's my drywall budget. Yeah. If it's 5% over, exactly. you guys, if, yeah. if it's 5% over, you get a, you know, you get a yeah. credit. Yeah. You get a credit back. I have found as long as those expectations are clearly defined mm-hmm. and, and shared with others, um, it generally really isn't, yeah. isn't a problem. I'm, I'm curious from like a lending standpoint, Scott, because we've always talked about that. Because when, when lumber w- went crazy high... And, you know, we're like, oh. you get budget busters. Can you call, you know, the yeah. lender? That's the issue. So how That's does the that work from a lending standpoint? Yeah. So, like, we're like, sorry, or does it just, do we stop construction? So there's there's typically between a 10 and 20% uh, room for adjustment mm-hmm. there. Um, now, if the the borrower doesn't qualify, then right. that's, that's a separate yeah. problem. Yeah, right. right. But uh, yeah. The, the adjustment can be made uh, as long as it's in the contract to begin sure. with. Okay. If it's not in the contract, then you've got to then you got Gotcha. Yeah. But, but the buyer must qualify, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. 10% can, yeah. Make, yeah. Make, yeah. can make or break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. it's not 10% on one item, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. So what's but a, at the same time, lumber can be a pretty big item. I was about to say, what, what's your lump, normal lumber package? So the, the lumber, and this is what people don't realize, lumber only represents typically about 10% of yeah. the total cost to build. Yeah. And so people are always hung up like, well, lumber's high, should I wait to build? I'm like, literally, that number in and of itself isn't moving your big picture number What's your number much. one, uh, uh, I know the answer, but yeah. what's your number one expense? Which contract? Concrete. Yeah. yeah. What's the second? Excavation. There you go. Yeah. And usually they flip yes. sometimes, right? Yeah. yeah. And on, also the lot. D- depending, depending on, on the lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the excavation, yeah. but those are the two That's biggest right. yep. expenses. Yep. And and generally lumber, even though it's, it makes the house, what they yep. see going vertical, mm-hmm. is not the biggest percentage. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Kelsey watching the program, she says, what's the normal timeline 
from plans to uh, us getting to be able to move into the house. And more comments are coming in that we'll get to, including one from, and you might have to help me with this person's last name, Vincent Cucurini. Yeah, that's Vincent Cucurini, that's yeah. my brother. Okay. He's giving you some props right here, right. talking about chicken coops on the feed here. Chickens come up on this show all the day. Like I'm you. Yeah. Uh, literally, every Wednesday, the chickens come up. Uh, first, Kelsey's question. The turnaround from contract yeah. to move it. That's a great question. Obviously, a question we get on the regular. Yes. So um, this is what we tell people. Typically, we, so we break it down and say, there's don't the, worry, about two more weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. A lot of those. No. Yeah, so, no, um, so we say there's the planning he stage of construction. Got everybody in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We it's say my favorite joke. Yeah, favorite, two more weeks. So there's the planning. We, this is really important. We try to, about expectation study. Oh, yeah. There's the planning stage of construction and the construction stage of con right. construction. And we really are trying to do more and more of defining those two areas, keeping them separate, right? So planning stage, we say, can range three to six months. A lot of that has to do with how motivated uh, the buyers are and how involved, how much time they have to work through the details of the contract, mm -hmm. get to the finish line on the contract. Part of that has to do with which building office you're going to be dealing with. Uh, some of the counties, you know, require civil engineering. Most of the counties we work in do not. So those are important factors. Uh, but once you get your blueprints and you get your funding from your lender, and we've gotten everything done and we go all the way to the building office and apply for a building permit, even at that point, building, building offices range in terms of how quickly right. they'll process your, your permit. permit. Culpepper has literally ranged anywhere from one week to two months, and you have no idea because it depends on their staffing and on and on and on. Right. That's a difficult so, thing to explain to a buyer that right. I can't start my delivery clock yep. until I get that. And what about the septic permits? Are they yeah. oh the well Culpeper Health the Department? Well. So that of course has to happen. We that happens before you even go to the building office. Yeah. It's part sure. of the planning stage. Sure. Uh, Culpeper Health Department's typically ranging uh, one to two months mm -hmm. yeah. uh, to get everything through the, the health department. Mm -hmm. So conceivably, from the time you have your set of plans, yep. you picked your lot. Yep. It's anywhere between three to six months from the time to get your septic permits, yep. your yep. building permits yep. before you can put a bulldozer yep. on the job site. 100% correct. And then, yep. so then let's say you, you get your building permit, now you're off to the races. So from that point, we tell everybody, this is how we handle it. Every builder can handle it however they want to handle it. Our goal always is to be what we call transparent to a fault. That is our honest goal mm -hmm. all the time. So what we tell people is, look, we cannot guarantee you a completion move-in date, because mm -hmm. if we did that, we would be lying from the jump. We just mm -hmm. can't guarantee that. But what we can do is tell you what our current average is. And so currently, our average from when we get a building permit pulled is about nine and a half months. That's, mm -hmm. that's our average. Mm -hmm. uh, there are builders out there that claim to be faster. Some of them are telling the truth, maybe. Um, so you know, anyways, that being said, nine and a half is our average. What we do for our clients is we say, look, uh, our sales project manager, Brittany, who, you, who we mentioned to you, uh, has a Gantt chart that shows how all the things are interconnected. So it, as we progress through the process, if you'd like to get an updated projected completion date, you know, send an email to Brittany and say, hey, what are we tracking on right now? And she'll kick back, you know, um, an updated com projected completion date. Mm -hmm. And we tell everybody, please understand that it's a moving target. We have completed homes as quickly as six months in the past, in the past 12 months. We have had some that have taken 12 months. Yeah. Have you so, had any supply chain direct problems related to things, say, like cabinets, windows, garage doors, appliances Win um, that have slowed <clears> anything <throat> down? Certain windows, black mm -hmm. windows, which are all the trend and all mm -hmm. the rage. Yeah, they, those were... They were up to 19 weeks yes. at one point. From so the we actually had to navigate that. We had people were like, look, if we could literally frame your house and it would sit for months because the windows wouldn't come in. And so, of course, no client wants to hear that. And we're like, okay, so we can get a jump and you can literally agree to buy these windows. A different with, brand. That right. Faster. Right. But even like 
pre-closing, um, and we're like, oh, you're right. gonna, you're basically, you're, you're agreeing to buy these windows if your house plans fall apart and we don't you're build your house. You're still buying the windows, windows yeah. to kind of expedite that process. But our, in our, in that world, um, you constantly, we're both Marines. You're constantly adapting and overcoming. Yes. Adapting and overcoming. Yep. Okay, great. I can't get my windows. How can we figure out right. a way to move the project forward? Right. But but at some point, it's going to have to come to a standstill, yeah. right? You oh, can't yeah. put your siding on and take right. the windows Right, exactly. In, right? Yeah. We ran into it. Yep. You know, and, and that's... Uh, but transparency is, is the way to do it. And again, that's, I wrote it down. That's the second best answer I've ever heard <laughs> about that. So you're, you're knocking it out of the ballpark. Um, comments, guys, are, are flying here. You guys are popular folks. This one from Waynesboro, the mayor of Waynesboro, Kevin Yancey, um, watching the program here. Um, how about this question on labor? Any difficulty finding labor or subs now? Has that improved at all? We're not going to give our subs out, guys. I was say, oh, man. It's like we have two boys. Online. My wife and I have two boys that are under five, and we have a, a babysitter. Uh-huh. The babysitter's name yes. does not go to it's the neighbors. Unlock. No. It does not go to the neighbors, the babysitter's <laughs> name. Uh, but how about labor? How, how's the labor uh, market doing? So there's forever a labor shortage, right? And, and that's part of the difficulty in building in general uh, is finding, the good, finding good people mm-hmm. at an affordable price to do the work. Um, what happens, of course, as a builder over time is you develop your relationships that are in place with people that you know and trust, that you have agreements across the board with how you're going to do business. And, um, you know, literally we're at a place, we're at a place where our people just move from one of our jobs to the next mm-hmm. job and um, they know what's expected mm-hmm. from us and we have a positive relationship and love working with them. So yeah. uh, that's where we're at. I think, uh, you know, if, if you need to fill a gap because something happened to one of them, now you're back to that challenge again. But right. Yeah, once you find a good one, exactly. keep them. Yep. Exactly. And you constantly make sure you keep them busy and, uh, or the person busy to go move in. Because once you get out of their cycle yep. and Keith grabs them, Someone else is going to grab them. Getting them back yes. would be very, very yeah. difficult. But yep. this is back to this whole chain of what we do, these trusted advisors mm-hmm. starting with, with Scott and my side of the table and your side mm-hmm. of the table and, and everybody through it. There's just this a myriad of trusted advisors <laughs> to get you to that to that fin- finish line. Right. And I wrote this down. This is going to be a facetious question. Uh, you thinking about opening a shop here maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Charlottesville, let's do it. We, we don't know exactly how we're going to grow right now. Yeah. We are... The, you know, center of Culpeper, we, we try to keep it within a 60-minute drive. We have drive, four, four kiddos. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Age. So, what are the ages? So almost 15. She'll be okay. 15 in, in um, March. Okay. And then we have a 12-year-old, 9-year-old, and 5-year-old. Okay. And so, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's the now age I know spectrum. why you don't have any hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started losing my hair when I was 18, believe it or not. But right after I started dating her, oh. listen, oh. DJ, man, you look sharp. I know I'm getting in big trouble. You it, look sharp. It, it looks good on you. I, I, I would be remiss not to highlight this viewer. Auntie C is watching in orange. Okay, Auntie C, put the comment, that in the oh, comment section. She's oh, watching in orange. Uh, Auntie C, my hearing is like yours. I don't hey. have hearing aid. She's telling me to get Auntie one. C is watching. She Thanks, wanted to Auntie make C. sure that I, I, I highlighted that on the show for the, uh, for the viewers and listeners. Uh, Andre Xavier is watching the program. He's the, um, the travel and vacation entrepreneur here in Charlottesville. Okay. You've kind of highlighted this question, but I think it's worth highlighting again. How would you characterize your builds, he says? Custom, standard plus upgrades. You called it, I believe, hybrid custom home building. Is mm-hmm. that what you called it? Uh, exactly, 100%. So yeah. that's, that's a term that 
I don't know if we coined it. I think we coined it. Maybe we didn't. Maybe someone else has used it. But you got hybrid cars out there. We're a hybrid custom builder. I like it better than semi-custom. I like it. It has a better ring to it, right? We just have to explain it. We're like, what is that? I may just steal that. That one's good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, a couple things about our model homes. This is important to know. So, with our model homes, we literally have poured ourselves into creating these model homes to be beautiful, to be comfortable, uh, and to be able to be built affordable. What we find a lot of times, and since we have a per square foot pricing model, is that we'll have an 1,826 square foot model that people love called the Shiloh model that is more comfortable and more affordable and more spacious and more beautiful than another builder that has a 2,200 square foot model. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, anyways, we poured into these models, and then we've got a standard package on our website, inspiredhomebuilding.com, that we believe is you know, is more charming as a base package than most other builders have. And then we've got a list of upgrades called featured upgrades also on the website. These are things that a lot of people like, you know, Generac generator, you know, you want your lights to stay on when you get a snowstorm, which maybe we'll never have again. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so we... I, I put a whole house in it at, at my house. We'll never get snow again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say that. Just wanted to let you know. You okay, we're good. Again. Good, good, good. But, but so I walk my client. I'm putting my real estate agent hat on. Mm -hmm. I walk my client into your model. We look at the website. Uh, we look at this model you're referring to. Is what I'm looking at the kind of the middle grade finishes in the house, or did you guys put the upgraded stuff? So do we need to have that conversation that this price doesn't include this, this, and this, or does your model represent your base package? So our very first um, spec home was our model home, and so our original model. Our original model. At that so point, I we said everything included in this is a, is our standard package. So. And then from there, we built lots of homes where we put tons of upgrades. So then we'll say, hey, yeah. you know, let's, let's compare what we have on our website as our standard package to what you see in these pictures. And, yes, you will find some upgrades in, in pictures. So I, would say, I would say medium, yeah. So, like, if we upgrade on the siding, you know, a lot, a lot of times people, although everyone wants the white. Like, uh, sure. there's a with, few people. The white with the black window is super popular. Yeah. There's well, a few that, people that want color. Yeah, be, yeah. Know, shag rug. Right. I'm not dating myself. Well, <laughs> that was a thing, right? But thank you for doing that because if somebody that is walking clients through a model mm -hmm. and they're thinking $1 but they're looking at $5, yeah. it becomes very difficult. You have to really manage yeah. that conversation. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that when we walk somebody through your model, it's representative of what the base price is showing. Well, Plus or minus, right? Close. Depending on which one you're walking through. We, we've recently completed one that we call the Holly Hill Farm Lane. And that was kind of our we, more we kinda, upgraded. We upgraded over and over again throughout that one, but, but case by case basis. we list it at a, we're, we're cognizant of that. So um, if you're going to show a client that, that property, that upgraded model, we would, we listed, we purposefully listed at a price where we're, okay, if we were to turn around and build Got this, it, it would it. be that price, yeah. around that price, give or take, depending on what, what selections you pick. So back in the day, they used to do, um, Home Builders Association mm -hmm. used to do, uh, you know, uh, Parade of Homes and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I knew that's where you were going with this. And they, oh, I apologize, I didn't shut off my hearing aids. The... Um, the parade of homes and the, the problem was the builders yes. would do all that all that great stuff yeah. because Ferguson said I will give you this brand new tub yeah. for free and right. all this stuff and then you know the prices were priced at the base model right. so I like the fact that yeah. you are putting listing the yeah. model at hey if you're going right. to buy this it includes everything right well I mean and it would be 
a disservice to our clients that we are currently building for. And they're like, hey, wait, you just listed this house for this price yeah, and yeah. you're charging me this. And yeah. so that doesn't seem, that, that would be kind of shooting our foot, you know. Well, thank you for doing that. Um, we got a highlight. Speaking of family, Cuz Tessa is here as well. Tessa, uh, Tessa, Tessa Nicholson is hey, giving Tessa. you guys some props. When the Mobileys come on the show, the family comes out to watch <laughs> yes! the program. I love that. Uh, is it Drew Paul Hummus? That's Paul our Hammes. superintendent. Yay! The what's program. up, Drew? Stephanie Minter giving you Hold some it. props. He's not out working. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to work, Drew. Get back to work. I knew he was going to say that. Viewers and listeners, you can offer questions or give them some props just by putting it live in the uh, in the comment section. Andre has a follow up for you. What if we wanted a, a, a four bedroom house? How does that impact the process? Oh, yeah. Great question. So depending on the floor plan that you pick, it would be easier or harder to fit an extra bedroom. You know, again, we'll modify our floor plans. We do mm-hmm. have. Uh, four plans with mm-hmm. four bedroom, multiple, both Rambler and two story models. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only real change in terms of the cost outside of the square footage change is that the fact that if you label a room a bedroom now, your drain field has to be reflective. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and the, how much price increase that turns into really depends on your soil. We've actually had, you know, Every, every different property is very different for the soil. You can have a five-bedroom on one property that is cheaper than a three-bedroom on another property. So right. um, yeah. there's a very yeah. clear-as-mud answer. But. Well, and also, too, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's always, if you have a basement, you know, and you want to put another bedroom, depending on what the purpose is of the other, is it a guest room? Like, you could finish a portion of your basement if you want to capture that um, without causing too much of a price increase so we really our goal is we want to help educate you and your options for your home that you are going to live in and enjoy and so we we, in the budget that you're you're supposed to stay in Um, so all of that is things that we just want to help people realize so back to DJ talking about septic and stuff I'm going to go back to the importance of getting study periods in a land contract because one of them is also a soil study period Mm -hmm. and when I counsel folks to buy land, if you think you're doing going to do a three-bedroom house, why don't we test it for a four-bedroom, sure. right. right, to make sure that the land will actually, because you never know, situation might change. You yeah. might want to add an extra bedroom right. sure. in, into it so you, your, your system is designed and built for that sure. so that you can expand it if you're having this conversation or you go to sell it. It mm-hmm. becomes very useful sure. when you're going to go to sell it that, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm set up for a four-bedroom instead of a right. three-bedroom. Quite often, it's the other way around. There's a four-bedroom house on a three-bedroom right. yeah. septic system, yeah. and that yeah. becomes a whole issue yep. into yep. itself. Yep. Um, how did the uh, rising rates impact demand oh. with your with your business? Did you see uh, any step back in interest or demand with rates going up? So once again, our goal is always transparency to a fault. That's mm-hmm. just who we are. I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, our phone isn't completely ringing off the hook this same time this year as it was this time last year. Mm-hmm. But we still have a steady stream of, stream yeah, of people awesome. that are contacting us. Yeah. They're interested in building. I'm talking to people almost on a daily basis who are interested. I mean, obviously, some people right now are, are going to be pr- a little priced out of it where they weren't, wouldn't have been a year ago. Mm. That's just the fact of the matter right now. But that doesn't mean there aren't yeah. people. That what are we at? 6.5, good credit on a 30 fix? 6.5. We're creeping up to 6 and 3 quarters again. Um, so we're talking daily. 2x year over year rates yeah. jump, 2x plus. But yeah. again, and this is, this is what's wild. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, we were 
you know, I was quoting rates at five and a quarter, well qualified, no discount points, no nothing. Um, so it, it's really all about what the message that's being delivered from the Fed and how the market's reacting to the inflation news. Um, we got some really, we got a mixed bag uh, in yesterday's CPI. And because of that, uh, we've got kind of a pretty flat market, a lot of unch on the board. Um, so uh, even though things are sitting unchanged, uh, they're not really moving po- more positive or negative in one direction versus the other. Good, t- good take right there from Scott. Let's cut that into a clip. And it's dated, so make sure that, that sizzle reel gets out today, please. Um, do we see rates moving higher? I know you don't have a crystal ball here. <laughs> Inflation came in hot yesterday. CPI number was hot. Was it hot or was it flat? Because I mean, it came in, it came and improved year over year, but 0.5 percent better, uh, worse than what they expected it. Not as good as they expected it to be. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and uh, you know, with that said, uh, this is goes back to exactly what I said to expect: volatility. You're, it's going to be very volatile um, on. As we progress, and I think the bigger hang-up is we get from where we're we get from from eight to five, from eight to four. But how do they get from four to two? That's where the big hang-up is going to be. So you might uh, you might want to you might want to quantify four to eight eight percent inflation yeah. to four percent inflation, yeah. and they're trying to get to two. So how can they can they move the they can probably easily move the needle from eight to four? Not to two. Can they can they move the needle from four to two? Uh, and that's on inflation, not, not, not rates, mortgage rates. Um, but that's going to be the problem. So There you go. That's a good mark right there. Go ahead, Keith. Up and down for sure. We, we all agree, agree, with, agree with that. Are you still standing firm that, you know, at the end of the year we're going to be sub five? Or somewhere around Everybody five. at this table is listening very closely <laughs> yes. on this because we're I, all very excited. No, no, no. I, I firmly believe that uh, if we get to 4% inflation, yeah. we'll be at a 5% give or take kind of uh, 30-year mortgage, 30-year I, I haven't looked at what's the 10-year yield today. 3.7 something. Well, let's throw this to DJ and Angela. Let's say we get down to below 5. Uh-huh. Or right around 5. Or right around 5. Is that good for the market? What would that do? I mean, you're going to have a hell of a lot more buyers jumping into the mix here. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you guys have a little more flexibility or wiggle room in the call pepper market with inventory mm-hmm. and with land to buy. I mean, Almoro and Charlesville, you got nothing. Inventory yeah. is You got nothing in call pepper too? Right now. Yeah. 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 And okay. that's just going to complicate the land problem that everybody's already experiencing. There you go. So what happens in that scenario? If we start dropping below five, what do you think the impact of that's going to be? Yeah, something we're talking about this in the way here. Like I, I'm, I'm like you, I don't, I don't really do much in terms of projections or crystal ball stuff because you know, as much craziness and madness that we have all experienced, uh, I'd say, look, I, I have really no clue how things will be impacted uh, when rates drop. I, obviously, the lower the better from a building point of view. I want people to be able to afford the homes we can build. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, obviously, it'd be advantageous if they came down a little bit. But. Yeah. So if you have dirt, that's that's the first thing. Yeah. That's right. right? Yes. You gotta, you know, everything always goes with the land. So you right. gotta have land first. Um, I think um, I, I have my, of my opinion on the resale side of things. Mm-hmm. When we start hitting five, it's gonna make it so much harder for them. For the resale sites, right. new construction, very different story. Explain yes. that. Explain why. Yes. So, as far as on on our end of it, you know, it's just there's going to be more buyers coming in, mm-hmm. more buyers to buy it. New construction on that. Somebody who wants to do a new construction home, that extra point 
is going to make a huge difference yeah. on the amount of houses. They've already made the commitment to go through the new construction process. As far as the resale side of things, you know, it's just going to – I'm looking at the numbers right now on the car, our footprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, 72 homes came on the market the last seven days. 76 went pending. So it's pretty much on par. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as fast as things are coming in, fast yeah. as things going going off, mm-hmm. which is from the resale end, I right. think when interest rates drop, that's just going to be more phoretic, phonetic. Well, Fred, well, Fred, I'm crazy. Every once in a while, I try to create a new word. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but I think on your end, on the yeah. build side, I think it's going to be a good thing. Yeah, I really do because you're going to have people say, "Okay, now I'm ready to do this." It's interesting too because we've gotten a few calls within the last month of people that have been renting, yeah. and rent has gone up. And so rents keep climbing. Now they're like, "Hey, do you have anything you're getting ready?" Because we've kind of established a trend where people will see a sign and they're like, are you going to list this house? Like, you know, especially if it gets a lot of traffic, if it's not already on the market. And so they're like, or is it for a client? Like that, those are the questions. Is this for a client or are you going to list it? Um, Cause I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. And what do you think you're going to list it for? And, oh. and so we've, we've gotten calls and they're, you know, they're interested in, and when would the projection of when it will be completed because their lease, you know, ending and, if they need to look for another place to live to rent, but they really, it's the rent right now, they, they want to buy. They're, they're motivated to buy because they're like, I'm spending $2,000 a month in sure. rent. To that point, do you guys have specs that are uh, in process at the moment? <laughs> Great question. We only have one. And it's getting ready yeah. to cross the finish line and we'll go yeah. live on this thing with Mr. Jake McNamara yeah. here pretty soon, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you will sell it very quickly. Thank you. You, you, well, you, you absolutely. That question's come in from Grace, and Grace, and we love when you watch the show. Can the can your guests put um, in perspective the mindset of building a spec home and the courage it takes, the risk it takes, uh, and the nerves they may be feeling? Oh, you're speaking. You're speaking yeah. to yeah. our emotions. Yeah, so we, um, <laughs> you know, again, right now. It's spec building isn't a large percentage of what we do. It started off being like the our only, only thing, thing that we did. So yep. we've kind of, and part of that is just because the demand came in and we're just taking uh, open doors as they come. But mm-hmm. uh, we love it. It's crazy. You've got to, I'm trying not to say things I shouldn't say it live. Uh, <laughs> Keith probably knows what I'm, he already knows. So, so I'll tell my story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, those who watch, I lost $17 million yeah. in last, yeah. last downturn. So I, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. But the risk reward is. Yeah. Right. Is you got to be a little crazy. You Just be a little to, bit crazy. You. Going hard. <laughs> I mean, there's not crazy. a lot of, and I'll throw it back to you, there are not a lot of small builders in the area, local builders in the area, that are doing spec builds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so giving you guys some props here. And we're all for more inventory because we're all, everyone in this studio is on this supply chain in some capacity. Sure. So what's interesting too is for our specs, our personal specs, our goal has always been to try to make it better. So how can we do something different? You know, it's the same basic model. Oh, maybe we'll attach the garage to this one and give it a mudroom and give, you know, Something different, a little different, because we don't want to be, you know, and, and I, I don't want to offend anyone, like the cookie cutter. Like, we are, but we're a little flair, you know, something a, lot of a little. Flair. <laughs> Not a little, a lot. Yeah. But, um, you know, we want, that's what we want. That's our goal. And sure. so we want to reach that market but that's unreached. Let me speak to their question a little bit more. So I think this has been one of the most important things for us. So, I'm a second generation builder, as I mentioned to you. So having the back 
backing and support. I don't want to date you or anything, but you know, my dad is 63. It's okay, everybody does that around. So, yeah, so my dad's 63, you know, and so he's had wealth of experience and knowledge, and so I could call him every day. But even outside of that, um, we've got some really close friends who built way more houses than us in Fredericksburg. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of which in particular who I refer to as my mentor, D. Harding. So those are the Ironwood guys out yep, there. Ironwood and D. Harding uh, was also like my dad. He was willing for me to call him every single day. And so, you know, unless you have people who are willing to basically be full time consultants, um, mentors, it's just having. It's something a good that you don't, you don't want to yeah. do. Dad's um, got three years on me, but okay, just yeah. to get that out there. Uh, yeah, it, you know, trust we cost what we call them trusted advisors and, and mentors. Uh, I, I'm really curious. Um, you got me excited about the condo project. Okay. Talk about that. <laughs> me too. Yeah. 21 units in this project, right? 29. 29. Wow. Yeah. It's also, do you want to come to the name? The she name is oh, yeah. Willow Grove, a condominium yeah. is yeah. the name. It's going to yeah. be off of Virginia Avenue. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in Culpeper in the center of town and you're going down Spiritville Pike, hanging left from Virginia Avenue, going down to the bottom of the dip on the left. Uh, and so, yeah, we've been, you know, we came across this land. A realtor contacted us, Nolan Rigg, who's probably, he might be watching, who knows. But Nolan's awesome, uh, helped us make the purchase. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've just been going full on. Uh, it's a new, you know, it's new territory. Residential building, um, you know, has fewer requirements, as you know. So the civil engineering aspect of this. Just going um, through the state, like the state all water. So, so where are you in the approval process of it? So the, the, the original submission to the town for civil engineering from Hinching Baines, Marvin Hinchy, plug for him, who's amazing, has been completed. They've responded. Everything's been submitted uh, to the state for the water stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, DEQ, and so, um, so uh, from what I understand, it's, it's the black hole in terms of Department of Environmental Policy is a black so, hole. I, yeah. I recently <laughs> helped a volunteer fire department build a a new firehouse that took nine months to get through DEQ. Wow! Yeah, we were not told to give you bad news. But, yeah. uh, he said from the jump is five to seven months uh, yeah. to get through there, and so so everything's going through there. Uh, getting full trade schematics is a new requirement that yeah. we had not been you know never had to do with residential. You mm -hmm. get your electrical sprinkler system installed is a new mm -hmm. component for condominiums. It's all uh, it's all done. Blueprints are done. Uh, even you know you have to have a condominium plat from your surveyor. So uh, that's all getting done. So you're going to rent them, sell them. What's what's the game plan? Both. That's get, awesome. Uh, yeah. Smart yeah. move, right? Retain yeah. some of it. Not the yeah. very, exactly. Very smart. Move. HOA. HOA. There we have to create an HOA. An HOA. Yeah. Uh, we have oh. an attorney out of Williamsburg that specializes yeah. in this. So we you're spent like hold, four hours on the phone with her. You're going to hold and rent 15 of them? So we're, our, Is that the so plan? There's two buildings. The first building has 12 units, including a management office. The okay. second building has 18 units. So the first building is technically phase one. We're okay, hoping so to build them all at the same time. Phases mm -hmm. So we're hoping to build them all at the same time, but the first building will go up first. Mm -hmm. um, and so the first building is the ones we're going to primarily, pr primarily sell. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, you know, um, we'll hold, try to hold on to the second building, 18 units, and rent those units out. That's our current plan. So. Well, I love this. I congratulate you on your diversity. Yeah. Diversification you. is the key yes. in, in this business. So yes. congratulations. How, how's the mindset or the stress level or the emotions different with a project like this than building a, a home for a client? You maintain the relationship, but there is a clear-cut finish line here. Yeah, right? yeah. That's a great question. That's a complicated question. It is. You know, when it comes to, no. it's almost like, number one, every client's completely different, right? There are good ones and bad ones. <laughs> sure. Uh, we won't talk about any, you know, uh, you know, Scott, everyone knows who deals with customers, right? You have, you have customers maybe mm -hmm. that you just click with better than others. Uh, customers that you're clicking with, you can work for them, you know, 
forever. And some people are a problem everywhere they're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they're done being a problem for you, they're yeah. going to be a problem for somebody <laughs> exactly. else. So, you know, great clients you can work for forever and never have any trouble, right? Uh, big projects like this, you know, uh, you know, we're obviously making very large investments right. uh, into the project. So that's where the um, anxiety would come from on that end. I will encourage you to um, keep very, be very patient, keep a lot of patience. Um, I gave a presentation, um, Ned Galloway and I gave a presentation to uh, Nelson County uh, Board of Supervisors mm -hmm. and I shared the normal thing that we talk a lot about that 25% of new construction is due to regulatory expenses and right. you're experiencing yes. that mm -hmm. right now uh, on that end of it. So I encourage you to be patient, mm -hmm. it, it'll come around uh, on it. Um, I mean, the diversity in, in the way you do business is, is a genius move. Thank you. Well done. Thank Thanks you. So Thank how's, you. The, uh, how's the business changed with, with you as the second generation owner? Oh, what a great question. Getting some good questions. I love it. So, you know, and I tell this to my dad, like literally, I mean, obviously, we would never have had this opportunity if it weren't for him. And sure. I grew up, I grew up, you know, with him every day coming home, hearing him vent about issues he's dealing with, you know, all my life. And so now it's reversed because he's semi-retired, but I still call him every day and he mostly laughs at me, and, uh, <laughs> but gives me input also. Um, you know, my dad was 100% custom builder, so that's kind of why we migrated to the, to the hybrid custom model. Mm -hmm. So it's funny, I was on the phone with someone a couple days ago, and we were talking about the hybrid custom model, and I was like, part of it is because we have the planning stage of construction where we cross all the T's and dot all the I's, so your hardest job once we start building is to relax. And, and, I, and she said, yeah, I said, you know, 100% custom builders, you're making a lot of decisions after the time starts ticking. We're driving you crazy. You're, you know, sometimes you're driving us crazy or whatever the case may the be. The change orders. Change orders. Not knowing orders. The, yeah. the, where all the waste is going to be all the time. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot. There's so many uh, things. There's unseens that, uh, or that through the process. Light fixtures arrive and they're rusted because they set out Which just happened in, in the rain on yeah. and getting soaked and was delivered. And, and now, oh, they might not have those now. I believe a supplier and, would do that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just yeah. the the things that people have no idea. Or we got the brand new um, kitchen faucet, but there's a part not in the box. And yeah. now you got to contact the manufacturer to get the new and part. That's, that's and the delays. With, like, yeah. you know. So, so the, as I'm hearing you, there's a part of me that really misses doing this. <laughs> but, but it ain't that bad. I didn't realize. But this lady I was talking to, she and she started la kind of laughing. She's like, yeah, my, my ex-husband was a custom builder 100%. I was like, yeah, hey, probably your ex-husband was stressed out to the max all the time. And so she just laughed, right? Um, so back to your original question. So we, that's why we pivoted to hybrid custom builder. And my dad 100% you know, supports and loves the, the way we've kind of shifted things. But so how young were you when you started bang, banging nails, straightening them out on the job site? How, when did you start swinging a hammer? So when I was, when I just got my, learn, my learners, my driver's uh, permit, I started working for, in an airport for the summer. And I'll spare you the story. I, I walked, I quit that job because, anyways, I went to my dad's job site. And he said, yeah, I'll put you up there. And literally... You know, we were off to the races in the heat, you know, 90 degrees in the summer in Virginia's hot. And he had me doing all the things, you know, Digging that out nobody basements. else Paying your dues. And, Digging uh, out yeah. historic, historic So that, 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 make, yeah. that makes you bring a perspective to the process that, that you actually know what it takes physically yeah. to go ahead and do that. I was much younger than that. My father made me straight, straighten out nails when I was like six years old. You want to eat some, straighten this thing out. So Pull them out of the boards. Reuse the boards. Pull them the out of the board. Reuse I, the boards. Yeah. Our youngest 
pretty much grew up on a job site. Like he was into five year old. Yeah, the five year old. Yeah. Like which he, on all the stuff, Jake McMar had him actually unload a diaper on him. One oh time. yes, yeah, time. one of our closings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he had to hold. Ivan and yeah, he totally had a blowout. But yeah. So I have two daughters, one's thirty-seven and one's twenty-nine, and they both know how to operate skid steers, track hose. That's awesome. Right. Um, They know how to actually frame or nail and all that kind of great stuff. So at some point, at some point, they'll have to support the old man. So we have to give them some skills. (laughs) Will will there be a third generation? That's a great. All these good questions, amazing (laughs) questions. Okay, follow up to that one Um, because my wife and I talk about this often with our boys. Um, She works actively in our businesses as well. Um, Always say, would we want our boys to take over one of the businesses? Would you want that? Hundred percent. I would love to see that. Um, You know. We, you know, pray about how to raise these children, mm-hmm. which I say incorrectly all the time on purpose, but um, we want to draw out of them as parents where their gift things are. So we'll see. Yeah. We have no, no clue which yeah. kid will end up going which way, but we would We ask them regularly, them. though. Yeah. And we're, so we're trying to see, like, drafting? What do you yeah, think? Our drafting? Oldest, and she's like, no, I want to do hair. <laughs> it's a 15-year-old. Yeah. The 15-year-old, yeah. Yeah. yes. So is the resident old dude at the table yeah. that's been through this already. <laughs> Uh, what we did is we just let them be themselves, yeah. right? And our youngest daughter and son-in-law is moving from Seattle back to um, <clears throat> Richmond, and she watches the show regularly with our new third grandchild. Aw, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and she said the other day, I don't want to teach anymore. Let's, let's talk about going into real estate. Cool. And we, you know, I just got to yeah. let them do their thing, yeah. yep. and sometimes they'll, they'll come yep. on back. Come yep. back and around. he can attest to that. He oh, swore no, to, to his dad. dad. He said, I will not, "I'm going to college because I don't want to." do That's what this. my dad was like. Don't don't swing a hammer, son. You know. So, <laughs> so my father and grandfather are New York City firemen, right? So, as if you know anything about cops and firemen, they always have second jobs, right? Mm-hmm. It was my family was always in the construction business, and I grew up that. And I swore to God I would yeah. never do it. <laughs> right. Got out of the Marine Corps. Guess what I started yeah. doing? Yeah. What you do? Started building houses. Katie Pearl watching the program, talented realtor herself for Keller Williams Alliance. Um, Her husband, an active military serviceman, she says, my husband and I just went through the process of building a custom home. She's in the Whitehall district. She's the queen of Whitehall. And she said it was the worst year of our married life. We have a beautiful, gorgeous home, but it was brutal going through this process. How do you guys, and you've already answered this extremely well, Sounds like you guys communicate to the point of like the best communication possible. We you, try, and, and I the, think during the planning stage of construction. So again, you know what? What I guarantee you, what made it super stressful was that they were making all these selections while construction was underway. Yeah. So it, we start with a template, and we say, "Here's our standard package, and here's kind of like a te- you know, it's a template." Mm-hmm. And what? How do you want to change it? So our goal is to reserve very few decisions for the construction process. There are a few which we have allowances for, which is the actual tile product, mm-hmm. the actual flooring product, the appliances. So, so we'll stop you there. So do me a favor, explain allowances for folks that may not sure. understand how that works. So, so allowances, when you have a fixed fee contract as opposed to a cost plus. So those are the two distinguishing things, which is important for people to understand. A lot of custom builders are cost plus, meaning they don't, you know, whatever you spend, you're just adding a certain percentage. And we've done it once and we decided we're not doing it again. Uh, as opposed to fixed fee, which means we write a contract for you and this is the price with the exception of allowances so an allowance says for this item 
the most that you can spend is X amount. Mm -hmm. So if you say, hey, we have an allowance for plumbing fixtures, that's something that, that's part of, we talked earlier about how we divide and conquer, per se. Yeah. She works with clients one-on-one -on -one to say, okay, here's your, uh, here's your allowance budget for your fixtures, mm -hmm. and, you know, let's try to stay within that unless you want to blow that particular thing because that's really important to yeah. you because you want a special sure. whatever. But, so um, I know all the ladies have Pinterest boards of their dream home and all the things, right? And so that's inevitably what we'll get. I want this, or they'll go through our website and they're like, I, I want this exact, you know, faucet, or I want this mirror. And so, you know, when it's from our pool of photos, I know exactly, okay, it's in budget because I bought it for our spec home and, and those things. But, you know, when people want to customize and make things, they're like, well, I want this. And it's like, oh, well, that's a Kingston brass fixture and that's $200. And so that's going to blow the allowance if you're going to get six of these. Um, so, okay, well, these are some options where you can achieve the same look. It's not going to be a Kingston brass, you know, those sorts of things. But if you want that, then you're going to be paying more for it. And so the allowance factor is really, that's the budget we're working with unless you're going to pay more. So um, much like county and city budgets, does it go the other way, right? Do you know? Does county budgets never go the other way? Yeah. Right. I've never really seen allowances go the other way, yeah. but sometimes it can happen. Yeah. So if I spend less money, do I get a credit? That's a great question. So we we decided because we try to price our homes mm -hmm. overall as competitive as we can that basically allowances are are what we call use it or lose it. So mm -hmm. if you don't spend all of it, then you're not going to get a credit for that. But consequently, people pretty much spend all of it. Right. Some fine. things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some yeah. things. Um, we've been a little bit more flexible, like freestanding tubs is kind of a staple in our model home. And um, you don't have to have one, but you know, most people want them. Um, so the freestanding tub, if it's $800 versus the allowance is a uh, thousand, you know, but you want this really nice tub filler. Well, you know, that's kind of like a package deal. So if you want to spend the um, extra $200 on your tub filler, then, you know, I'm willing to concede that, that sort of thing. Um, or, you know, finishes. But we honestly should, you know, talk about transparent to a fault. So these yeah. are things we can tweak up in our contract to say, these two allowances will let them merge right. together. So there's right. areas for growth that we can consider. But, but like kitchen cabinet allowances and those sorts of things, um, you know, we, it, it, it's, you use it all or, you know get the, the difference. How so. did the uh, how did 2008, 2009, 2010 influence or impact the uh, business, maybe the mindset, maybe a level of uh, conservatism or physical responsibility with, mm -hmm. with business? Right. Um, how did that influence you guys? That's a great question. So we actually weren't building houses at that time. We hadn't started building yet. I, we I, built our house, though. Backdrop, we did build our own yes. home with, actually, my dad built yeah. it. Um, at that time, uh, interestingly enough, part of what we also do, we also run a secondary business that's a, that is a real estate appraisal company. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that is what I did only for 15 mm -hmm. years until we started doing the other also. Uh, so different perspective going through all that as a real estate appraisal company. I mean, even from an appraisal point of view, when everything came in, uh, and turned upside down, we, you know, we lost half of our business, mm -hmm. uh, you know, overnight. And, uh, we had to rebuild, our appraisal business, which um, yeah. Lord, we, we managed to do that. Yeah. So, so yeah. I have a client that has sure. a piece of property. We've determined that it's got a perk test with it because we're buying it. It's already been done for four bedrooms. I walk in with my client. From the time that I walk in, what is the expected delivery date? So if I walk in today, yeah. mm -hmm. what are we looking at an expected delivery date? Is it 23? Is it 24? 
What, what, what are we looking at right now as an expectation? For the delivery on a real estate appraisal? No, no, I apologize. Oh, no, no. Custom home. I went back, oh, I went back to Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, so you're saying from the time you I get to in, the land. Uh, no, I have a, we have a contract. You have a contract. That we know it perks, yeah. mm -hmm. right? We know that the house is going to fit on it. Mm -hmm. We've done our due yeah. diligence through that, yeah. through that portion of it. We may not have closed it yet, but yeah. we're about ready to do it. Yeah. We're, we're ready to sign a contract from that point yeah. to delivery. What are we looking? So what I tell people, I think a real a realistic time frame in people's minds, you know, from that that beginning part is like realistically moving that same time the following year. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I think that's just a realistic you know thing for people. Um, but my dad would always joke, and, and he would tell everybody. So I joke with people and tell them, hey, we're going to get you in my Christmas. It, it probably I can tell won't you which be which one. It won't yeah. be this Christmas. Interesting. Lines up right with my two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, Keith, to speak to what you're asking, too, it also depends on um, the client, how aggressive they are. Oh, and, and also how well you cooperate yes. and how well the communication yes. is happening between everybody. So that's, this is the conversation I yes. want to have for folks to understand. Right. Yeah. They do control that. Yes. There's some things you can't control, right. which is the permitting yes. process. Yeah. Yes. But there's things you can control to help, to, help, to help do that. But if I remember the conversation right, you're looking somewhere three to six months before I could have put a shovel in. Yes. And then about, what, eight to... 12 months. Yeah, so our goal, our, our personal goal is, yes, so from the time you're, you know, you're solid yeah, on your land, it okay. is, well, completely, oh, you know, a yeah, year, yeah, yeah, you know. So if I walk yeah. with the client today, I'm looking at a 24 yep. completion. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, since being on the show, I've got a very well-qualified client. His realtors reached out and said uh, uh, they want to sit down and talk to you guys. Oh, awesome. awesome. We've actually had a couple people put that yeah. in the comment section that I tagged you guys in as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. George, George Bowles may be reaching out to, to awesome. you. Awesome. Thank That's you, guys. the gentleman Thanks. that interacted, said he needed to get in, in touch with you guys. Perfect. Uh, maybe scooped up some business right here. Awesome. All right, why don't we do this? Because I know you have um, some perspective we want to get out um, on market conditions. Give that some thought here. I'd love to get um, some closing thoughts on you guys on, on, on the Culpeper market and why you guys are bullish and excited for the future mm -hmm. of, of where you guys are working. So mm -hmm. the show is uh, yours on that topic. Oh. Do you want to? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, listen, I mean, I, this is where I'd like to land, I guess, and this is what I tell everybody. So if you're interested in building because your dream is to be with your family on some land and farm and chickens, and that's where you'd like to be, that's, that's the vision you have. Many cows. Um, with some little beautiful <laughs> cows. Um, you know, this is what I tell everybody. If this is your goal, be a goal getter. So figure out, meet with Scott, figure out what your buying power is, and uh, let's see how we can get there. Because I don't think anybody should plan their life around uncontrollable things. Um, and I don't think you should sit back and wait for things to get better because they may not. We hope they will, but they may not. So, um, you know. If your goal is to, to get get out there, meet with Scott, figure out your buying power, at, at a minimum, you're learning uh, what it would take to get where you want to be, and you'll never regret learning. So yeah, yeah, yep. Awesome. And, and um, you know, if you're on the fence, uh, we we talked about we talk about this frequently, actually. Um, if you're on the fence, whether you want to do custom or or hybrid customizations, uh, you know. I would almost encourage you to contact builders if you if you want to do custom route to figure out what that cost would be before you go to a drafter or an architect. Mm -hmm. Because it's the worst when we have clients that have invested thousands and thousands lot. of a dollars lot. into custom home plans. That they can never afford to And build. they can't afford it. Right. Or they have to go back and say, oh, I have to change this. 
and then pay more the money. architect more money. Right. And so... Um, that's good advice. Yeah, and, and, and it, it's not clear. And, and that's the biggest part for us is, like, we want to educate people. You know, we, we have all of us uh, professionals and experienced folks in the industry, and it's like, this, this should be the process. Like, this should be the process when of which When they get to me first, person, that is the primary yes. conversation of... Yep. That's when I say... Please contact them. Look at what look at what they're building. See what that cost, and then reach yes. out to create a yep. plan. Yeah. So I'm literally doing that with two customers right now that went out had not thousands of dollars, tens of thousands wow. of dollars yeah. of custom architectural built bought a lot, bought mm-hmm. lots and went oops. You know, in our marketplace, custom custom homes are running somewhere between three to four hundred dollars a square uh-huh. foot in this yeah. market. Yeah. That doesn't include the land. Right. Yeah. Right. And that math explodes. We're less than that, by the way. <laughs> Excuse me? We're less, than, less that. than that. Yeah, well, I, I was just about ready yeah. to ask. So, yeah. so your, your hybrid custom, yeah. you know, ball, ballpark square footage. I know builders don't like being asked that question. I, I hated it. But yeah. what, do you, what range are you currently yeah. in? Uh, 225, 230 a square foot yep. for our hybrid custom models. That was, yeah. straight, that was a straight shot answer. Well done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that that's the difference, right? So the hybrid custom mm-hmm. is you're at that two twenty, two thirty. Yep. I'd imagine true custom in your market it's probably similar to our numbers yeah. here. Yep. Three to four hundred dollars right. a square. Yeah. That's the difference. Sure. Mm-hmm. The uh, website inspiredhomebuilding.com, I'm actually on it right now, and it's very, very communicative, very clear and succinct. I'm on the standard package page that clearly identifies <laughs> everything that you get, so there's no confusion. I like this uh, with what you guys have done. Scott Morris, my friend, what's on the mind over there? So uh, I think Keith uh, brought it up when we started the show. Uh, the, the U.S. tenure was uh, like 3.7. Now it's 3.8. Uh, and, you know, I've, I, I've kind of – I'll keep repeating this. Uh, as far as the Fed's concerned, uh, the message they're going to be delivering is the beatings will continue until inflation improves. And right now uh, we're getting kind of a mixed bag and we're, we're, we're volatile up. Uh, the market sentiment is everyone wants things to be better so bad that on the in slightest inclination of, of, of good news, we get these huge swings downward. And I think we're going to get that again um, as soon as we have something that they can hang their hat on. Um, but we're not there at the moment. So if, if you know, two weeks ago you were quoted, uh, you know, right around 6%, and now you're being told at six and three quarters, that's just where the market's moved. Good clarity right there. Thank you, Ross Mortgage Guy, Scott Morris, branch manager of North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and the Commonwealth of Virginia. Nice. Scott Morris is killing it right now. Keith Smith is the distinguished gentleman. He's always killing it. No, stop it. Stop it. But more. Yeah, but once more. more. But more. You can follow me around all He's day. He's a realtor, yes, realty partners. He is a realtor. He does represent. I service. actually do work. He works. Not only is he a ta- talented broadcaster, but oh, he is stop. actually a realtor. Stop. I'm one of the co-founders of Yes Realty Partners. You guys are absolutely amazing. Oh, I, I personally want to thank yeah. you. This you is, this awesome. is, this is a you. great opportunity for me to geek out on construction. Aww. So I love that. I, I do miss it. I do yeah. miss it. I do miss it dearly, but not that much. <laughs> Angela and DJ, yes. um, when you see them guys around town, give them some props for a job well done. Thanks. Judah Wickhauer is the director. The show is archived on realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. How about a sneak peek for Friday's show? Yeah, Friday's going to be exciting. Um, in my seat here will, will be Moselle Booker, uh, <laughs> chairman of the Fulvana County Board of Supervisors. And in Scott's seat will be Chris Fairchild, 
uh, again, a board of supervisors for Vanna. We're going to talk all things for Vanna County, and there will be uh, there will be beatings in my direction, I'm sure. From especially from, for Fairchild. From Fairchild, that way yeah. he's already started. I've been getting texts on that stuff. So we're looking forward to it. Friday, uh, tune in if you want to know what's going on in Fulvana County. Thank you kindly for joining us, guys, on Real Talk with Keith Smith. The I Love Seamill show is up in approximately 54 minutes. We will catch you then. Take care. Thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having yeah, us. Really appreciate it. Jobs well done all around.